I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Week five finished over halfway through a no commitment ceremony this week. What is the story about that? Does that mean we're going to get two commitment ceremonies next week? Or and what is the story? Yeah, it's a little bit disorientating, isn't it? I know, but that's had an awful lot happened this week with the two new couples coming in and everything. And the meet the family and friends as well. And the other drama that was going on in the background. And a dinner party that gave us unbelievable drama. Yeah. Where do we start? We start with the new couples, are we? Yeah. Let's go through the couples. Let's start with the newbies. Mark and Sean. The new Anton Deck, because it's very hard to remember which one is which. I'm already lost. Yeah, I'm already <laughs> lost. I think, I, and I think Mark is the smaller one. Yes, and Sean is the taller one. <laughs> yes, you just have to say M and S, like Marks and Spencer. I was kind of thinking, you know, when you were talking about those two and you were saying that they're both into fashion, I was thinking, okay, this could be good. Mm. They might have something yeah, common there. I know, but the look of absolute disdain <laughs> on Mark's face when Sean admitted that he worked with New Look, that he was a manager or something with New Look, and it was like, you know, shit on my shoes, mate. How think, dare you, Shavi? I think it's something to be proud of. He's a young man uh, from, you know, a modest enough background. And there he is managing a whole store. And our buddy, Mark, looks down his nose at him. He was like something that was on his, the end of his shoe. I know, I know. I was thinking the same when I was, we listened to Sean. I was saying, oh, fair play to you. Well done, you. Like, um, But Mark is a completely different kettle of fish, isn't he? He is bridezilla, or he was at the wedding. Certainly he was saying no I don't want a black suit he wanted his... no he said he doesn't want Sean in a black suit oh, he yeah, want he did, well he didn't want to see a black suit, suit when he walks up the aisle yeah. uh, he, he had threatened his... to call off the whole wedding because he didn't have the proper yeah. buttons in his shirt mm-hmm. it was just it was shocking it was uh, his behaviour was so immature and sh- so childish well the immaturity and childishness was that he never even checked the shirt before he got there but he's 36 Hugh he's 36 yeah. he's going on like a 12 year old his mother cooks for him his mother shops for him his mother basically does everything for him he wipes his ass like, it's just I, I, what it, what, is, what am I missing <laughs> well the funny thing when you say about a 12 year old uh, he could wear a 16 year old's clothes apparently so he saves a few quid with that one it makes sense that he's working in children's fashion he obviously has a lot in common with the kids he's dressing <laughs> big child himself I, I don't know what do, you mean? do you think they have a lot in common they're very very different on the face of it they have those things in common but does that make them kind of compatible well, I suppose Mark likes to have everything done for him. Yeah. And um, he's an absolute diva and Sean is willing to do everything for him. His language of love is very much service. Very much so. So what's Mark's language of love? Giving? Mm, taking? Taking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he makes him the cups of tea, he drinks them. Yeah. When he makes him the meals, he eats them. When he irons his clothes, he wears them. That, yeah. That's kind of his language. So they went love. to Lapland on honeymoon. Yeah. I, I thought it looked great. I thought it looked great. <laughs> I did. I, I, I The huskies and everything. I thought it was good fun. Not your usual honeymoon venue, at least not the typical. The two honeymoons, both of them were kind of the last one left in the bag. People obviously plucked out the balls out of the bag for their honeymoon and they were the last two left. Lapland is expensive, Hugh. I yeah. think probably Lapland, to go to Lapland is probably just as expensive as going to Antigua or Maldives or whatever the case may be, especially if it's around Christmas time. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be the one expensive. that everybody would pick. I, I do know some friends of mine, one in particular who loves wintry stuff and snowy stuff and all that, and who probably would like it. But other than that, yeah, most people would rather the sort of sunny, more exotic Caribbean or more, you know, 
the Maldives or somewhere like that. Sean said something like, you know, we may not always agree with everything and Mark got the right hump, didn't he? Yeah. Now, what Sean said was very, very nice, actually. It was quite a compliment and it should have been reassuring to Mark because what he was essentially saying was, look, we're going to have bumps on the road, mate, but I can assure you that just because we have a few bumps doesn't mean I'm going to be out of here too easily. And just because we have disagreements doesn't mean I don't love you or don't care about you. You mightn't have used the word love, but I'm saying that's the essential message he was given. That message was totally lost on Mark. And suddenly you could see why he didn't have a relationship for the last 10 years. Yeah, up and walked away. because Up and walked away. Yeah, he says he's needy. He says he's needy. He is needy. Oh, God. By God, is he needy. He needs a lot of reassurance. It wasn't like he jumped at the first hurdle. I mean, it wasn't even a hurdle. No, it wasn't. You know, it was an affirmation of their relationship and that, you know... This guy was willing to give it a go and to roll up his sleeves. Yeah. Uh, look, at they're getting on well. I didn't think that they would. You mm. know, when Mark kind of, oh, I didn't get my ordered kind of stuff, you know, but yeah. and the black suit. and But they do seem to be getting on well. And I think as long as Sean keeps waiting on Mark hand and foot, um, they probably will get along well. You've hit the nail on the head. At some point, I can't see Sean keeping it up forever. Well, we'll see. The dinner party did pair them were very quiet at the dinner party, weren't they? Yeah, that was surprising. Uh, you'd think from Mark's personality anyway that they were going to be front and centre, but they definitely set back. Uh, there was too much going on. I think we set it. back as well, in fairness. Oh, <laughs> set their mouths open. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, brilliant stuff. Okay, we need to give the marks out of 10. For right, interesting. Just for any new listeners that we have, and we have lots of new listeners the last few weeks. Thanks very much. You're welcome along, guys. We are giving marks out of 10 for chances of getting to final vows and saying yes to make it all the way. I'm giving them six. Yeah. yeah, I'm giving them six. I think that's a little bit hopeful for me. Um, at this point in time, I can't ignore just the personalities, particularly of Mark. We haven't seen much of Sean. I'll go four. Okay, we'll review that in a few weeks and yeah, see how we get on. We early days, early days. Adrian and Matt were the next new couple. They certainly had a lot in common fitness being the front left and center of their things in common and the fact that they didn't have a straightforward upbringing either no that's very true adrian's upbringing was fairly sad her um her mom was quite sick and they had a bit of a fractured relationship and she went to live with her friends and um and then obviously her weight loss that was the main topic of conversation yeah quite incredible weight loss eight stones yeah, she lost fair play to her like oh absolutely fair play my hat goes off to her but it seemed to be all she wanted to talk about yeah it's yeah, a little bit one-dimensional it's the fitness the gym and the weight loss yeah yeah even in her vows like she was saying you know i can't guarantee that i won't lift more than you in the gym or something like it, it was a bit oh, she's going on and on about it too much yeah she needs to move on now a bit like ella she needs to move on she needs to move on and leave that person behind her and and as I say fabulous achievement I'm not you know demeaning it by any stretch of imagination but there is more to her than the weight loss yeah press the reset button yeah Matt seems like a nice guy he's a handsome guy he is a handsome guy you know uh, like you know you'd, you'd almost have a man crush on Matt and he seems to be mad about her as well he does like he really genuinely can't believe his look apart from one thing he used the word show off I think he meant she's a big kind of an extrovert and he's not. And he finds that a little bit difficult to deal with. You're right there. Yeah, he probably used the wrong words yeah. uh, when he was trying to explain himself. Um, but she she really took that to heart, didn't she? She was actually quite upset about that. She's very sensitive to it because in her mind, uh, she's been put down for long enough 
She doesn't want to hear anything negative. She kind of shares a little bit uh, with Mark on that one in that she's very sensitive to any kind of negative comment. And she's, well, he had to explain himself and he had to back down, I thought, an awful lot, probably too much. He did. And I'm wondering, is that setting the tone for the relationship going forward? Because he was, you know, the way he said it, in fairness, okay, the word show off wasn't great, but the way he said it very much was, this is my issue. I'm just informing you that this is my issue and this is the way I feel. He wasn't necessarily criticising her. And it's something that he needs to get used to. Yeah. So he acknowledged that. Yeah. And he knows he has to work on himself. And I don't think it was a criticism of her at no. all. And so what? It's not necessarily a bad thing if she's a show off. No, 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 no. And, 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 you know, something, sometimes when somebody is a little more shy and retiring, having somebody who's a little more vocal can be a good thing because the vocal person gives the quieter person a little shove. And by the same token, the quieter person sometimes says to the vocal person, pipe down a little bit. Just, you know, this will be okay. Well, they were quite united when they walked into the dinner party and they, you know, they stayed united throughout. Yeah. So um, marks a 10. Oh, you'd, you'd have to be positive at this point in time. But there's issues underneath, I think, particularly with Adrienne so far that we're seeing. There may be issues with Matt, of course, as well. So I'm not going to go crazy. I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go seven. <laughs> Okay. I know I'm a little I'm a little less optimistic with these two um, they're, they're like love's young dream at the moment but we've kind of seen people who are kind of going into it hot and heavy in the beginning and mm. then it all fizzles out fairly quickly and I do think you're right I think there's something there with Adrienne I think there's something that we're not seeing at this point in time um, and it'll be interesting to see how Matt copes with that because again I don't think that Matt even though he did back down over the whole show off thing I don't think he's going to put up with too much crap from her and there's a huge difference in their complexions. She's as brown with her fake tan and he's as pale as anything. Well, he's really pale, isn't he? He's like Casper the Ghost. <laughs> I mean, seriously, there was like Casper the Ghost lying beside her at the pool. Back to the originals now. Russ and Thomas, uh, it was meet the family and friends for for them for the early part of the week. Roz's mum and dad were there. Thomas's best man was in the apartment and Roz's mum and dad are quite open about sexual matters and she is quite open about speaking about sexual matters with them. Yeah, they have that good relationship. Like when they're fairly yeah. open. Yeah, absolutely. And that's nice to see. The other thing that really struck me about that was when Thomas's friend walked in the door. Mm. My God, that was some man hug he got. And he was, he was practically <laughs> dry humping him, wasn't he? He's like... <laughs> He was absolutely delighted to see him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Totally. It was a bit like, hang on here for a minute. I know, like, they all kind of stood back for a while. Yeah, he literally <laughs> jumped room. on top of him. But Thomas is not as open about this kind of thing at all. He's making he, an effort though. He was squirming. He was uh, squirming uh, yeah. when, when totally Ross brought up their intimacy. Um, and But he was engaged and he was trying his best. He really was making the supreme effort to kind of talk about whatever they wanted to talk about. So that was interesting. And I think things are looking good for those two. They are, but it's amazing the turnaround. They obviously had some serious chat at some point. I think underneath it all, they're both mature people. They're both mm. sensible people. Yeah. You know, there's no hysterics. There's no drama with them. They're honest. Um, and it probably took them both a little bit of time to get to know each other, trust each other and let their guard down. Yeah. And they don't strike me anyway as fame hungry divas. They just, that's not them. No, I think they're, they're, they're generally there for the right reasons and they're willing to give it a go. So I think that's what's happened to you. Yeah. And it has taken a couple of weeks for it to happen. I know they were intimate quite early on. Mm. Um, but, and I, that was Ross really kind of grasping at every straw to try and make it work. But they seem to have turned a corner and, and they're going from strength to strength. 
at the dinner party as well, they kind of flew under the radar. They didn't get involved in the drama, except actually to be a little bit of a peacemaker. I know that Roz swapped seats with Ella. They did a bit of a swap around so that there wouldn't be that friction with Nathaniel during the dinner party. Yeah, but that I'm was about the extent well, of it. Nathaniel did make a comment, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on. Nathaniel did make a comment, and he said, "Keep your, keep my name out of your mouth." And it looked as if he was talking to Roz. I think it was intended for Ella. But it certainly looked as if he was talking to Roz. Yeah, I'm not too sure how that went down. Again, that's just probably something that will get lost in the edit. We'll never know. open to interpretation. Yeah, we might see more of that. You gave them eight last time. I gave them six. What do you want to do this time? I'm sticking with my eight. Yeah, I'll up my six now. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'll go seven. Coming to the dark side. (laughs) I'll go seven. I just can't be too optimistic about anybody. Anything can happen. And and you don't know. Sometimes there are bits and pieces you're not seeing. So I just have to be a little cautious. But I'll I'll certainly go up from six to seven at this stage. Well, who wasn't cautious was George. With Peggy's parents. Oh, I thought I was actually going to die of embarrassment. That whole rimming episode. Well, it was Peggy that wasn't cautious because she told the parents right there about the rimming. She actually seemed really naive when she was saying it. She just, uh, does she even know what rimming is, I wonder? Ah, yeah. I bet she had to Google it. Like, it was just a way she just kind of slipped it into conversation. I thought poor George was going to choke. I think you got it wrong. I, I think she knows exactly about all these things. There's a little bit of innocence there. I think she plays it. I really think she uses that innocence uh, because she is, to my mind, putting him down all the time. She is putting him down all the time. Yeah, he's never going to be good enough. And I I don't know, but she, that was embarrassing. Like, why would she say that? And her mother was just completely oblivious. Oh, what, rimming, what's rimming? Yeah, totally on call. Holly, the sister, she was gas. She was hilarious. Yeah, great character. Uh, he's shit scared of her. Only word I can use. I don't blame him. I'm shit scared of her as well. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? I think yeah. she'd be great in another drive. She will. She'll arrive in something else. Wait oh, my God. Yeah. Love yeah. Island or something like that. Mm, she'll kill me, but she looks a little old for Love Island. I mean, she does. Yeah. And yeah, I know you're right. But um, I, I think she's very good. She's a character in herself, isn't she? Yeah. The whole thing, though, with the squatting as well, that just won't go away. Look, if you're going to make a relationship with someone and you're going to move forward on a show like this and have national exposure and just get on, especially with friends and family and stuff, you need to leave all that stuff behind. This should have been over weeks ago. She's just not happy with them. She he can't was squatting. Be he was squatting. Yeah. Like, oh, I, what am I missing here? Is there some sort of underlying nasty thing that I'm not actually quite getting? Am I naive? Well, what's been put forward is that she's really embarrassed by that. By him squatting. Yeah, and, and the video's been online. Again, I, I'm sorry. Is she that naive? Well, you can't undo it. You can't undo your past. He was squatting you. Yeah, I know. But like, even if she does have an issue with it, you can't undo your past. Like, shit, I get off the pot. If you don't want him, don't, don't have him. But don't keep stringing him along. Like, if he was squatting naked on some sort of... Phallic symbol stuck onto the floor. That'd oh be a God, completely different stop, thing. Stop. Oh, I'm just, no, there has to be something I'm missing here because he was squatting and they're still talking about it weeks later. Yeah. So what? Have they nothing else to talk about? Yeah, that's exactly it. If that's how, if that's how bad it gets. Like talk about his behaviour well at the dinner me. party last week. Yeah, well, there you go. There's lots more to talk about. But anyway, she's obsessed with the squatting and the rimming. Yeah. He's obviously not getting any then. No, still. Do you think they're ever oh. going to have sex? Oh, God. Yeah, well, that was the thing. It, it, a sign that a couple aren't getting on to me 
is that what one side wants to talk about with their family and what the other side wants to talk about with their family or friends when they're so totally different. She wanted to talk about all the things about him that were embarrassing her and he wanted to talk with his guy about the lack of intimacy. There was no correlation between what each other were discussing. So they're not going to have sex, that's what you're saying. On lay on the line. No. No, I don't think so either. No. Okay, the votes. Last time you gave them five, I gave them four. I'm sick with five. I'll lower down to three. Yeah, I'm sticking with five because, again, I think that both of them are just kind of getting used to exposure now. They're kind of saying, OK, we're halfway there. We'll dig in here and we can get to the end. But that is all depending on how long Georges can go without sex. Mm. A couple who are still flying under the radar, in my opinion, are Tasha and Paul. Are they flying under the radar? Tasha is certainly not flying under the radar. We spoke last week about her maybe propensity to come across a little bit shabby and get stuck into things. Yeah. Um, and we saw it again this week. She's just not able to let things lie with the whole Erica situation. Absolutely. Trampgate. Yeah. I mean, what is the story there? Erica, to my mind and from what I saw, she got up and she went to embrace her. She didn't dismiss her. She wasn't rude. I kind of saw that as well. Yeah, I thought she did. And I, I and, and I'm perfectly clear about the fact that Tasha almost pushed past her yeah. and called her a tramp just there and then with absolutely no preamble, no nothing else and called no. her a tramp. It was obviously pent up. Yeah, it was like she was just dying to say something. And even the way Tasha walked in the door, it was kind of, I don't know, it was a little bit, you knew there was something going to be said. You knew there was going to be some sort of confrontation between yeah. the two of them and she's not coming across well. And again, I can imagine Paul's mother sitting at home watching this going, mm. what the hell? She's not who I thought she was. Yeah, if we're going to have a stay with the in-laws and hopefully Tasha will be staying with Paul's parents. By God, that'll be a great show. Will it though? Because she fooled them at the wedding and I think she can fool them again. I think Tasha can put on this kind of act that she's all completely sweetness and light and innocent and all of this time. And generally speaking, she does come across that way, but sometimes the mask slips. Yeah, but hold on. If she does that in social situations like on the show, and I accept the show is quite high pressure in the way it's done and all that. I do accept that. But isn't she going to go the same way when he comes home with beans instead of peas from the supermarket or something? Like, is it going to affect their relationship? Well, Surely at this point in time, it will. he's supporting her. He mm. is believing everything she said about what happened at the spa, mm. but he wasn't there. No, no. I think it would be a different story if he saw the footage. Yeah, yeah, I think it would. And I think it will be. Um, the other thing that is kind of concerning me about Tasha is Nathaniel made a comment to Laura that Tasha told him that Ella was texting JJ. Yeah. And also Tasha was telling Adrienne within practically earshot of Bianca about the whole thing with JJ and Ella. It was, yeah, it's just there's something about Tasha. There's something about Tasha. Yeah. There's practically no filter with that girl. I gave them six and you gave them seven last week. What do you think? Um, I think we are not seeing the full extent of their relationship for a reason. So I am, I really do believe that now. I think there's so much drama going on elsewhere. They're not particularly concentrating on them. I think there must be more friction with them too that we're just not seeing, right? So I am lowering mine down to five. And I'm going to lower mine down to five. Yeah, I am. I just, I think you're right. I think there's more going on there. And I think we're going to see it in the latter part of the show. We 
are veterans of watching this too, probably too much veterans. And we know that sometimes when there's a lot of drama, they phase, phase other couples out, don't they? And then they bring other couples to the forefront. Yeah. 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 Erica and Jordan, the newbies, um, well, semi newbies at this stage. They didn't seem like newbies when Erica was given that toast at dinner party. No, she gave a fantastic toast. I thought like she was always there and OG. Yeah. I, I, again, I thought it was a bit OTT. You're only there two weeks, though. You know, I did kind of think of it like that. Yeah, but to a certain extent, she was having a little go at Tasha as And well. that was genius. That was genius oh, yeah. because nobody could ever accuse her of actually having a go no. at Tasha. But I think everybody knew what she was saying. Like, Be- certainly we were kind of laughing at her going, well done. Yeah, well She done. would always have come back, you're just jealous because I made a great speech. Yeah. And she did. She did make she a good speech. She absolutely did. She smashed it. Um, Jordan didn't really have much of a part in the whole week, really, did he? Oh, he was a bit of a shit story now when it came to the whole Nathaniel, Ella, um, JJ, Bianca kind of When he was having a conversation scenario. with Luke, you mean? Yeah, yeah. All right. And even he turned around to JJ and said at the dinner table, can you hear what's being said about you, mate? Oh, he did. I forgot that. Yeah. He was so the conveyor, yeah. He was. So I think he's well into getting stuck into the drama there. The lads can by times you know <laughs> store up the drama and it's not very obvious sometimes the lads just seem to be bigger bitches than the girls ah no 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 no! come on Don't no they are no 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 I would I will say that the lads are storing up more drama than the girls in the background they're kind of mixing the pot yeah okay, okay. but they do seem kind of they're still getting on great Oh, they're getting on great. And yeah. you can kind of see that in the piece where we're going to see the commitment ceremony on Monday, which will seem weird. Um, that they are. And they're gushing over each other. Oh, they're it's just all good. Yeah. Rubbed up against each other on the couch. All good. That's a definite stay stay. So I gave them six last week and you gave them seven. Are we sticking? Um, ah, do you know what? I, I go up. I go up a bit. I, I think yeah, at this stage we have to be, we're more than halfway through. We have to be looking uh, positively at some couples. Somebody has to be up near an eight or a nine. And I think if anybody is up near an eight or a nine, it should be them. I'm going to go eight on them. Well, I'll go seven. So we're both up one. Okay, Grant. Luke and Jay, they're kind of involved in everybody's business. Yeah, aren't they kind of subliminally involved in everybody's business? Again, mm. they seem to be, you know, have their, their finger on the pulse. Yeah. But they're, they're not saying a huge amount. That said, Luke was very, very supportive of JJ. At the dinner party. Yeah, the two Essex boys are obviously sticking together. He was very, very supportive and adamant to say nothing happened, nothing happened. I completely disagree with that, by the way. Yeah, and so did Jordan. Absolutely So did Jordan. Yeah, and I think the point that Jordan was trying to make was, you know, as soon as Ella started texting him, Hmm. as soon as he was texting Ella back, as soon as they arranged to meet, that's when he should have had the conversation with Bianca. But Luke is saying there, nothing happens, nothing happens. Well, that's why he took two days apart to sort out his feelings. No, he took two days apart from Bianca to meet up with Ella because he was texting Ella while he was still with Bianca. Something definitely happened. They were texting away and they met up. Come on, something definitely happened, mate. Yeah, it's look, it, that's just a farce. That whole thing is an absolute farce. And and I think that's been unfaithful. I do. I think it's been unfaithful. Yeah. That he was texting somebody else with the, you know, with the knowledge that he, they were going to meet up and that he had an attraction to her and she had attraction to him and they were coming yeah. on to each other and he didn't address that with his wife. And they went to the dinner party and he put his wife in a situation where everybody else knew about it and she didn't. But we are talking about Luke and Jay. We're talking about Luke uh, and Jay. And Luke 
certainly doesn't see it like that. And I think that's interesting. I do think it's interesting too. I didn't see that coming from Luke. I really didn't. But again, maybe it's, you know, bro code. Mm, Maybe. Maybe this is who Luke actually is. The other thing they have, and a new roadblock that's come up, and we actually, we actually mentioned it from the one of the very, very early episodes is distance. She's up in Grimsby. He's down in Essex. Uh, there ain't no sign of him going up north anyway. Well, he was adamant he's not going to go up north. Totally. That was a little bit disconcerting and I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. I didn't. I think Luke is kind of showing himself now to be a bit of a, I don't know. He's a bit pompous, isn't he? He's a bit pompous and he's a lad's lad a lot more than we guessed he was. Yeah, all of a sudden there's alarm bells ringing with Luke. Yeah, I think we'd have to lower our scores. Well, I'm certainly going to lower mine. I gave eight, you gave eight last time. I'm I'm between whether I lower down to five or six. That is I'm how go worried I am. I got, I got five. I'm interesting, five. that's yeah, very interesting. Yeah, no, that's no, a big five. drop. That's you. a big drop now because we're kind of not making much of a change in our marks. But I, I think, think you'd have to go five. Yeah, and Jay... I mean, the distance, the distance bell is ringing. Yeah, Jay is, but I think that Jay will, will move to be with him. But I don't, he definitely is adamant that he won't move to be with her and well, won't compromise. Her, well, her sister wouldn't be on for that. Yeah, he won't compromise. But I think she, mm, it is all dependent on how far Jay is willing to commit to him. Jay's sister is a big part of her life. So she will listen to what her sister says. But will she listen to what her sister says enough? Or is she more, I said, I'm going to use the word desperate to have a relationship with Luke. Well, I think her confidence and, you know, everything else must be lifted by this process. 100%. Yeah, 100%. So, From day one, he completely validates her. They get yeah, on with the house on fire. I know. But, but she may also think, well, if I can have this with this guy, I can have it with somebody else. Or maybe she'll say, I have it with this guy. I've never found it with anybody else. Maybe I won't find it with anyone else. Time is ticking by and I'm going to hold on to him. Okay. Okay, well, that's what the show is about. we got to find out. Laura and Arthur. Laura and Arthur. Well, we got a very interesting little aside from Laura when she spoke about Arthur and it wasn't very pretty. It was something like, I'd like to be like Arthur because he's just not very smart, basically. There's nothing meant, going it? on up there between his ears. Been demeaning when she was saying it. Like, yeah. yeah, he is a bit kind of dumb, isn't he? <laughs> And I think Laura is dumbing herself down. I can see over the week she's actually dumbing herself down to have more in common with him. Like this royal we has dropped completely. Yes, her accent has changed her a little bit. Her accent has changed. Her whole demeanour, I think, has changed. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I suppose how long can that last? How long can she kind of be somebody else? Is that not a sign, though, that she's into him and that they're sort of melting together a little bit? I don't think she can maintain it. I don't think that she can fundamentally change who she is enough to be with him long term. Especially when she goes home. She'll eventually get bored. Yeah, because this is, you know, this is a rarefied environment. Um, He'll embarrass her. Yeah. He'll embarrass her socially and she won't be able to put up with that. Mm, What's the golden rule, Hugh? Don't embarrass me. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And has been since day one. And has been since day one. Not that I ever embarrass you. No. And likewise, I hope. Um, (laughs) But no, I I think he'll embarrass her socially and I don't think she'll be able to put up with that. You know, he's embarrassed her a couple of times already, even on the show. Mm. Um, And uh, I think that will continue socially at home with her actual friends and her actual family and her actual colleagues. And I don't think that will sit well with her. So... While they're getting on well here and she's dumbing herself down and he's making an effort and she's seeing, you know, she's seeing something in him that she hasn't gotten anybody else. He does seem to be completely besotted with her. Hmm. Um, it's not enough. It's not going to be enough for her. At the same time, though, we've seen an awful lot of Laura solo. This is, you know, the person who went out after Bianca. 
this is somebody with opinions, but more importantly, this is somebody with empathy for other people. She's very close to Nathaniel. Very close to Nathaniel. They kind of have this brother-sister relationship, yeah. don't they? And I know we spoke last week and we had a bit of a laugh about, about her being the mother of the group. But she is somebody who people go to, uh, somebody who gives advice, I think, in quite a caring way, in fairness to her. And she's fairly straight with people as well. She doesn't tell them what, yeah. what they want to hear. So, no, I do have a lot of respect for Laura. Don't get me wrong. And no. I think she's she's a great character. It's just I don't think she's compatible with, with Archer. And I think maybe it's because she's actually, she is coming across as quite a caring person, mature person. Hmm. She's given him the benefit of the doubt. I like Laura more and more with every week. Yeah, so do say. I. So do I. I do. And, no. you know, even the way she stood up to Ella when Ella said, you should, I'm ashamed of you or something. She said, me? Hang on, what did I do? I know. You know, she yeah. did kind of stand up for herself and she didn't kind of shy away. So that was quite nice. Yeah. But she was very maternal towards Nathaniel. So maybe it was mother-son relationship rather than brother-sister relationship. Yeah. You gave them quite a low mark last time. You gave them four. I gave them six. Uh, where are you now, Linda? I think I'm still on four. Yeah. I'm, I suppose I've got to drop down to four, to be honest. Yeah. Don't know. I think they're grand on the show. But I There's think not a hope in hell when they start the to look at the outside world, I think they'll say no. Yeah. Now, I think we've got to do something we haven't really done before in that it's impossible to describe these next two couples as two distinct couples because there was lots of intermixing. Of course, I'm talking about Ella, Nathaniel, Bianca and JJ. We've got to talk about all four of them nearly together. Look, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, we should be talking about Ella, Nathaniel and JJ because Bianca was completely out of the loop. She hadn't a goddamn breeze what was going on. Ooh. She was kind of dealing with her own issues about giving um, JJ space and kind of respecting his request for privacy and all of that kind of stuff and meanwhile the other three were in this weird kind of triangle not a love triangle I don't even know what was going on here like and then for Ella to say oh well Bianca I'm a girl's girl (laughs) no you're not like, no, you are not. No, no you're not. Because no. you actively did go for JJ. I don't care what anybody says. She did. And I had no choice. And I'm only getting, I didn't get the chance to talk to you. You two days to talk to her, at least. She shouldn't have done it anyway. She shouldn't have done no, it. No, but even if she did, you know, you two days to stay something. And JJ, I mean, my God, I've seen a lot of words written. One word, though, suits JJ perfectly. Sap. Sap. Sap, totally. He is he's the definition sap. of a sap. Yeah, he is. He, uh, he, he's so insipid. Like he's so yeah, insipid, I isn't know. he? He doesn't have a personality. Spineless. He doesn't have anything to bring to the party. No. He's just, he doesn't have any conversation. He doesn't have any presence. He doesn't have anything. Even when he's talking, he kind of looks down all the time. He's looking at the table or he's yeah. looking at his fingernails or he's looking at the floor. He's a nice body. Oh, Jesus, even then. He's, no, he's a nice body. Ugh. In the spa, I was kind of looking at him going, yeah, okay, he's a nice body. There's something but there. But there's nothing else. There's absolutely, there's no personality. There's no presence. There's no, there's no nothing. I, I, I just don't understand what people see in him, you know, and considering so many people wanted to kiss him and everything, it's like he's shy. I, I, I just don't get it. And he's dishonest as well, saying he he led Bianca up the garden path. Well, he led everybody up the garden path because he got exactly what he wanted. He wanted a girl who was nice, who was caring, who was very, very genuine. Uh, and in my view as well, he got somebody who was quite attractive as well, in a different sort of way than the kind of plastic fake attractive. He got exactly what he asked for and he still wasn't happy. Why? Because he didn't really want what he was asking for. Because he's not ready to settle down. He's not ready for love. He's not ready no. for love. He's still a fuckboy. He'll always be a fuckboy. 
Yeah. And we're just showing it. And Ella's the same. Ella is just in there for a bang. Ella is desperate for a bang now at this stage. And she is going for the first man that is showing her any sign of affection. And that could have been any man in there. Yeah. And she did say, oh, I think every man in here is gorgeous. Let's go to the family and friends. They had uh, a strange one in that the person who um, Nathaniel wanted to see couldn't come. And when Ella's best friend, wasn't it? Her best friend, yeah. When her best friend arrived, Nathaniel kind of got his jacket and went out. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, it, it it was downhill from there, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Look, um, I'm not saying that Nathaniel is completely blaming no. this, this situation. But, you know, and he did. He He's not interested in her. And he should have let her go weeks ago. There was never going to be anything there between those two. Interesting, though, that, you know, when they were on the, the couple's days away or the, the boys and girls days mm-hmm. away, whatever it was, um, he was saying, you know, the, the seed of love is there. We just got to water it and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, I have her back and I, I'm with her and we're going to make something of this. And it was just weird. It was just weird. The whole scenario was weird. So he's not completely blameless and he can't stand up there and make himself out to be the victim because he, he didn't treat her very well. This is somebody who has experience of reality shows. Okay. Probably more experienced than anybody else, so I believe. Okay. And he decided, I think, to stay in the show, even though the, the attraction with Ella wasn't there. Um, he decided to stretch things out as long as possible. And if he could, he would have kept going. Uh, he could go no longer. He had the perfect out when she started having the dalliance with JJ. No, I agree. He did have the perfect out. You know, and that's why I'm saying like he couldn't stand up there and play the victim. He did give a good speech and the whole business. And, and I agree. Absolutely. He should have called her out. And I'm glad he did call her out. And I think he did it in quite a respectful way. He could have been a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. No, yeah. she she was lying to him. She did lie to him. She did go behind his back. She did cheat on him. Again, she should have been very clear to him and say, do you know what, Nathaniel, this is dead in the water. Mm. There is somebody I like in here and I'm going to pursue it. And I think he probably would have respected that. He would have rubbed his hands together because he's been in it five weeks now. He's got what he wants. Yeah, I think like Ella admitted to flirting with him and all of a sudden then Nathaniel was going, I'm your partner, I'm him kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Got to talk about the dinner party uh, and the way the split came. It was Nathaniel up the table challenging JJ. Message passed on, as you rightly said, by Jordan. Is it reciprocated? And there we saw the sap JJ rubbing the side of his forehead, hesitating. And eventually he comes out with it. Yes, we have a connection. She and is my type. Ella's my type. Ella's my type. Poor Bianca. Up. Ella's my type. Poor we- Bianca though. You her could face. just see, oh, her heart was just yeah. in pieces. Well, can I just say, I am in awe of Bianca. She mm. handled herself with yeah. such poise and such grace. And yet she was so strong. My she God. stayed there. She faced the music. She faced the pair of them down. Yeah. She said exactly what she had to say. <laughs> and then she got back and sat down and started drinking her drink again. She was right. She was going nowhere. And why should Fair she? Play to her. Why should Fair she? She did nothing wrong. She should enjoy the rest of her night. I'm full of admiration. I am. I'm raging she's not going to say because I think there's so much more to Bianca than we've actually seen so far. Oh, yeah. If we could bring anybody back for next season, we'd bring Bianca back. Yeah, I would. 100%. There is more to that girl and I think she mm. deserves more than what she got. Person of the series so far. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm raging she's gone. I really am raging yeah. she's gone. I thought she was, I thought she was a really honest um, character and I think she really outdone herself yesterday. She wasn't afraid of challenging those two, even though her heart was broken. I don't know how she held it together. We're going to get more of her though because the commitment ceremony seems to be the next show. She is on the couch with JJ. It's going to be a cracker. 
I just hope that they just get in there and lambaste him and lambaste Ella for what they did. I hope you don't get away with it. My gut feeling is that Ella will get away easy with Paul. Come on. Ah, you know. I think that's because I just want to be PC. Really and truly, I do. Um, don't upset Ella, I, which is just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Everybody should be treated the same. Look, at, I just hope that they are supportive of Bianca. That's all. I don't really care which way they treat Ella and Jay because I've already made up my mind. I think the general public have made up their mind. But I just really, really hope that they support Bianca. Well, She's done nothing wrong here. The question is hanging in the air. Will JJ and Ella ask to be let back into the experiment and will the expert let them? Of course they will. Absolutely, of course they will on both counts because they're going to make good television. They, Those two are probably going to be the best couple to watch going forward. As much as I hate to admit it, I am actually looking forward to seeing what happens between them for entertainment value. <laughs> but I don't agree with it because I can't it see them lasting too long. It's making a farce of the whole experiment yet again. <laughs> should should we actually give the max out of 10 for staying together? <laughs> yeah. thing? Or is that preempting it? I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd be fun to give the max. Oh, go on then. I yeah. think, I look, I don't, I think they're going to get together on the first night, have brilliant sex and then decide they won't have had to do each other. Wow. So that's a very low score then. Come on, give me a number. Three. Three. Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too far off the three myself. Um, yeah, or are they going to be fame hungry horse and decide that we're going to draw this out and get as much as we can Okay, out. I'll go five. I <laughs> thought <laughs> you would, all right. That's the only reason I'm giving them three in fairness. So like, other than that, I'd give them zero. Okay. We have had a very long episode because so much happened during the week. We better finish off. I, and my usual fashion, will say keep watching Maths UK, guys. And in my usual fashion, I'll say laters. <laughs> keep telling your friends about the podcast, guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Before you go, just a quick request. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you can, pop on a notification. That way, you'll know when our podcast drops. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us on hindicastreality at gmail.com. Hindicastreality at gmail.com.